Welcome to the My Home, My Mission podcast, a conversation about life at the intersection of faith and family. All right, welcome to the My Home, My Mission podcast. I'm Chris Aiken. I serve as a senior pastor at Inglewood Baptist Church here with my co-host, Jordan. Yep, and I serve here as the discipleship pastor at Inglewood, too. We've made it all the way to episode five of our uh, podcast here and uh, dealing today with the subject of engaging beyond the E in our home acronym. Yep. So one of the things we've been sort of talking about whenever we get into this, uh, well, when we get to the E in H-O-M-E, engage beyond, is we want to move in the direction of need. And, uh, and so Jesus talks about this. He, he talks about it in Matthew 22, um, whenever, whenever he gives the great commandment. And Pastor Chris, I'm, I'm just going to read this, verse 35 right here through 40. Mm-hmm. And this is what Jesus said. It says, But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in your law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And so that first part, we've talked about that before. He's quoting out of the Shema, out of Deuteronomy 6. Um, And he knows they're familiar with that. But then he says the second part, love your neighbor as yourself. And so it's important to Jesus. And so... Needs to be important to us. Yeah, it should be. And um, I kind of we were talking before, you know, coming on air uh, with this session. I think we've lived in some kind of a reactionary world at times, where uh, sometimes folks have pushed back. They say, "Gospel, gospel, gospel." We've got to preach the gospel. So let's don't even think about people's actual needs um, and dealing with those. Uh, again, reactionary, but the end, end result of that is is we end up in a state of uh, disobedience, if you will, certainly outside the example of Christ uh, in just walking past needs, which is why we say that the E in here really helps us thinking of moving in the direction of the need, moving toward the difficulties or the trouble. And, um, uh, you know, Jesus went on verse 40 there and said, uh, affirmed that on the, these two commandments depends the whole law and the prophets. So he really hangs all of the wisdom of the Old Testament um, and the instructions really on these two ideas. One, love God with all your heart. The other, love your neighbor in the same way that you have love for yourself or care for your own needs. So uh, certainly a pretty big deal as we look at it here. Um, one of the things I think we've got to talk about is when we're serving, when we're moving toward the point of need, what's our motivation? What's the reasoning behind that? We certainly have God's example. Christ says, Christ tells us to, and we've got an example, but what are other motivations or reasons that we're talking about moving in that way? Yeah, so I think one of the, uh, well, the basic number one reason, you, you just said it, is well, because Jesus told us to, to, to go, right? Yeah, and he, that's right. And he, he told us to love our neighbor. And I think about uh, Proverbs nineteen seventeen says, whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord and he'll repay him for his deeds. So we have it in God's word. That's right. Um, we have just the direction to do this. We have the kind of as Christians, here's what, here's the way we should live. Um, but practically speaking, whenever, um, when we serve our neighbor, when we love our neighbor and um, 
we move in the direction of need, really we're building a foundation for the next generation when we do that. We're showing them um, something big by doing something small. Yeah, and what an incredible lesson for us, uh, you know, from a parenting standpoint or from a home structure, a family structure, um, to be able to model for the generation behind us, what does it look like uh, to live this out on a daily basis? Because uh, there's, you know, there's always the philosophical side of it or, you know, the idea of, man, there's a, there's a problem. Somebody should do something. And then there's, hey, how do I do that? And kind of setting the the culture or the DNA inside your home and seeing, does that, uh, does it take with our kids? Does it help them along the way? And then how do we as parents and primary faith trainers, how do we actually help engaging in that? So, go ahead. Yeah. And, uh, one of the, one of the things that, uh, that I thought through personally is that God uses small service to create a hunger for a life on mission. And just whenever I was, a uh, I think I was in sixth grade. My church did a small mission trip, just a, not even a really much of a trip. We drove about 20 minutes down Highway 80 from my little town in Texas to uh, downtown Dallas, and we worked in a food pantry. We just organized cans. We moved stuff around, and we handed out bags and things like that. Just just a small little thing. That was my sort of intro to serving the Lord in any way. Because yeah. before that, church had been... Well, not just church, but all of my Christian life had really been focused on myself, mm-hmm. and so that was a that was just a one day, just half a day, where God did a really big work in a really small thing, a really small time of service. Yeah, and so it was. I think a year later, um, our our church was going to Mexico for a mission trip, and so I, I went from twenty minutes down the road to to Mexico and sharing the gospel with kids through a VBS, just barely younger than me, kids mm-hmm. that were just <laughs> right under yeah, my age. Right, right. Um, but now, later on in life, looking back at that, I, I can kind of see the big picture of how God used that little thing to give me the desire to go to a to another place. And then, so it kind of develops a lifelong sense of mission. Right. As we so, serve the Lord. Yeah. So, um, you know, for me, I didn't really grow up with that, you know, built into the DNA of early church for, for me growing up. Um, the idea of getting engaged in needs close by or distance didn't really work. But, you know, so young adulthood, I had a guy invited me to go on a mission trip, and that's where I saw it up close and personal. That's where I saw need. That's where I, I dealt with some abject poverty. And uh, out of that came probably intuitive, more intuitive than... Um, uh, than something instructional, but the idea that I need to help my kids be engaged in that. So one of the things Jody and I were able to do is we've made sure that uh, both of our kids, first of all, in our time church planting in upstate New York, our kids were engaged in the mission with us on the regular. So it was not uncommon for them to work block parties and to hang out and do all of those pieces. But we made sure even later when I was in an established church that uh, they were on mission with us. So we took them on mission trips in country. And uh, and then my youngest son, he would go out with me monthly on different service projects around the community. So uh, I remember working a homeless camp with him one time. And uh, he had Gospel of John, New Testaments. And uh, he was going and handing them to folks that were 
uh, by nature homeless. They came together for a place where we were. We were feeding them meals and showers and haircuts and uh, really conversation, just engaging with people. And uh, that's really where my son got to see and feel mm-hmm. it right up close. And uh, today I can say both of my uh, sons have built in them their natural part, not something I instruct, but just their natural way of doing things, a care and concern for those who are, um, I guess we could say down and out, uh, those who seem to be at a place of need, they have a care and concern for that, and a sense of responsibility to engage in that and to do something different. And and it wasn't a lesson we taught in Sunday school. It wasn't just a teaching out of a Matthew 22 or what have you. It was literally just the engagement of of, of actually doing it. And it kind of, it just took for them. Yeah. So some of this is, some of this is just as we're, mm-hmm. as, as we're born again and, and the Holy Spirit does a work in our heart and he, he starts to build within us a desire to serve people and a desire to move in the direction of need. And then some of this is, is taught or caught, right? Yeah. Just as, as, uh, as people see the, uh, example of others and, and this isn't limited to, to really families and kids. You know, we talk about mm-hmm. uh, families serving on mission together and um, serving your neighborhood together, going even on international mission trips mm-hmm. together and things like that. But, um, you know, that builds into the heart of a child for a lifetime of being on mission. But also maybe several of the people listening to us or many of the people listening to us can think back to a time, uh, like you said, in adulthood where they can point to a moment where uh, that that desire to be, uh, even go to the nation, so a desire to go to a whole other continent with the gospel, mm-hmm. most of the time I, I would think started, God started that desire by loving your neighbors who were right next door. Yeah. There's certainly I'm... steps into it. Nobody steps out and says, oh, on my first trip, I think I'll just run off to South Asia and go into a, a real a place that doesn't have electricity and see how that works. So, um, so yeah, definitely steps. I think it's important to remember, not only do we have the example of Jesus and uh, his instruction with that, but uh, we want to teach that next generation to serve really as an overflow of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, everything, the wellspring for our service toward moving toward need, uh, really does come from a place that God has blessed us and entrusted us with uh, time, talent, treasure, resources. And um, we ought to be able to, out of gratitude for what God's done for us, uh, move toward brokenness or need, move toward that in order to make it better for others. Um, Luke twelve thirty eight, uh, who much is given, much is required. And uh, Jesus, that principle is all throughout Scripture, but Jesus speaks of it clearly there, that uh, for those of us who have, there's there's some kind of a responsibility with that that we have toward others. So uh, gratitude, and then of course I think uh, one last thing is I think it uh, it really does serve as an expression of grace in the gospel. Uh, when we serve, when we move toward need, it does open the door opportunity wise for gospel. We don't serve and meet needs um, as a uh, with the gospel as a prerequisite, like I'm, hey, I'll give you a sandwich, but you have to let me share Jesus with you. Um, mm-hmm. But we recognize that when there's need and we act as Christ, we minister and meet needs. That oftentimes God uses that as a calling card, an open door, if you will, uh, for uh, gospel communication for folks to hear of the love of Christ. And uh, we don't want to separate those two as though we only meet needs or we only proclaim the gospel. 
Jesus taught us to both preach the gospel and to heal sickness and, and needs around us. Yeah, and this was something that's pretty fresh on our all of our minds right now, just kind of in the, the wake of Hurricane Ida. It's, mm-hmm. That's just come through. And, of course, that's one thing that uh, Southern Baptists are so uh, really strong in is being able to respond to things like this. And so we've got... Um, we've got people there right now That's down right. in Louisiana mm-hmm. um, responding to this need, and you know this this happened way back in Katrina. Yeah, um, I was uh, I was living. Carolyn and I were before we were married. We were in college. I was working at a place called World Help, and there was a man who worked in the warehouse who lived in New Orleans during Katrina, and as a result of the Baptist on Mission service down there, he. He gave his life to Jesus, um, and he came and he's working for a mission organization there in Virginia, and and so just uh, the result of going toward need, moving toward need, God used that, and uh, it's not really something we force. It's something that as we just in obedience to His leading, we go, we serve people. It's amazing what the Lord will do through that. Yeah, and and I think it's important you you just you really hit on something big there. This isn't some kind of an if then equation. Um, if I go and meet this need, then this person is going to become a Christ follower. Um, you may recall the story from the Gospels of the ten lepers, mm-hmm. and uh, Jesus heals them, and they all take off running. They're headed to Walmart or whatever, and one of them turn around and comes back and uh, and praises Jesus. He said, "Hey, uh, weren't there ten of you, and yet only one of you?" came back uh, and uh, glorified God. And, uh, and and the idea of that was, at least as I took it, Jesus um, recognized or acknowledged the fact that, that, man, he showed kindness toward, met the needs of a lot more people than those that actually responded to the gospel itself. So we shouldn't think anything other than that with us, like, oh, man, well, I... I fed that hungry person. I picked up limbs in somebody's yard. I did this. I did that. Now, surely they're going to come to church with me. No. And and that wasn't the point. The point wasn't to build a church role um, or to hear them pray a prayer. Uh, we want that. We desire that. But we want to be useful to what God's doing right in front of us. And, man, just to set that in the DNA of our kids and our family mm-hmm. is such a big deal. What do you think are some practical ways? Let's just try to put some handles on that in the last few minutes. Uh, what are some practical ways that uh, a mom and dad listening to this right now could help instill this in uh, maybe in their kids uh, as they're coming through and just make it part of their rhythm? Yeah, so I, we, we've kind of talked about the why and, and, mm-hmm. and all this. And, and I think for most Christians, it's a familiar, a familiar thing to serve people. But what do I do now? So how do I actually do this with, with my family what are some things we can do? Now, one thing, of course, is when you see opportunities at, at church to serve with, with, your, with your local church, do that as a family. Serve together as a family. Um, but then when you, when you see a need, when you see an opportunity to serve um, close by you, that's an opportunity um, that maybe only you see. Maybe only you have that opportunity. Um, so if you have a neighbor that's... Uh, going through a difficulty or, or has has a need that you can jump in, step in and help with your family, well, that that could be something uh, ordained by the Lord, just put in your in your place to to serve him. I think that's such a, a big deal because again, we can talk about this in the abstract. 
uh, homelessness is bad, social issues are bad, brokenness is bad, but to help the generation behind us see it personally up close. And, and I might even go as far as to say that the person in your neighborhood who's experiencing need, um, man, the responsibility on us is huge at that point. I may not be responsible to travel to Africa to undertake a water shortage or uh, something like that personally, but the guy next door, of all people, I'm certainly responsible there um, in order to, to help meet that need. And how cool is it to be able to take uh, a kid along, our kids along, um, and just make that part of who we are uh, so that we recognize, man, this is, in fact, our point of need. And, and that's in a neighborhood, but there are other ways of doing things. I've seen uh, some of our own church members were uh, making part of their their homeschool curriculum. Hey, we're going to go as a family and we're going to go serve in this environment. I think one of my saw was a soup kitchen uh, or a food pantry, mm-hmm. helping to organize and set up those kind of things and then connecting the dots. This is a way that we serve to help move toward hurt and need. Yeah, and as we think through our acronym just as reminder, H-O-M-E. So we talked about hold to the habits. Uh, we talked about own the table. Mm-hmm. We talked about mark the milestones and today engage beyond. So here's here's the big thing. Uh, as you spend time with the Lord, as you spend time with your family, talking about uh, as you go through faith talks and teachable moments, Look for opportunities, That's right. and if if we're if we're looking, if our eyes are open, the opportunities are there. I don't think any of us could say, "Well, I just never have an opportunity to serve the Lord or to move in direction of need." I never see any. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of times maybe maybe we just need to really pay attention, and and those will will show up, and we'll have opportunity to serve Him. So good. I do believe that's true. We'll find them. They're, in fact, in front of us, and God will give us eyes to see. And that pretty much wraps us up for episode five. Congratulations. You made it to the end of episode five. This is like a milestone. If we had cupcakes on episode one, we need double cupcakes on episode five. Yes. So, uh, hey, thanks for joining us. Hope you'll be back with us as we continue in the series of podcasts and have an incredible day. Thank you for joining us for the My Home, My Mission podcast. If today's episode was helpful to you, please subscribe, share it with a friend, and rate us on iTunes to make it easier for others to find us. If you would like to contact Chris or Jordan, you can email us at home at inglewoodbaptist.com.